Hello there. Thank you for joining us again on the beauty and the brain. For those of you who may have missed us the last couple of weeks, we are Alina and Maddie, AKA the beauty and the brain. And we are here to bring Botox and Bravo to the table for your next dinner party. Think of it as us bringing basic bitch topics into the intellectual sphere. Okay. So Lena, as you know, I am an avid TikToker and I was watching this dumbass video of like this woman being like, so like, really, what do you do on a Friday night? And this gentleman cuts in the video and is wearing these fucking amazing glasses that are actually straw glasses. And as you know, I have no impulse control. So what did I proceed to do? I texted you and then I proceeded to be like, isn't this a fucking great idea? You said yes. And then I went and I bought these glasses for both you and me. (laughs) And that is why my friend, we are drinking with said glasses. I have a mustache though on mine. Oh my God. I, I knew to expect the the cold going behind my ears again. And it still just freaked me out. Um, but yeah, I'm not going to lie. When I, when I got that Amazon package, I was like, what did I order? Like, oh, wow. Did I black out order some shit again? Cause you know, I tend to do that. And I went out there and I opened the package and I remembered that you texted me about this. And I was like dying, um, of laughter immediately took it out. It took me about 20 minutes to figure out how to like construct them or put them together. I'm not kidding. Um, and then I was just drinking out of them for the like duration of the night. And everyone was like, what is wrong with this girl? Um, but I love them. And I'm very excited that we're trying them together. I mean, who, who needs in-person relationships? Look at this virtual <laughs> friendship. Honestly, this is the best fucking thing I've purchased. I would have to say this month. <laughs> I kind of wish this was a vlog and not a podcast so that people could like enjoy this with us. I it's know. also really trippy when like you stop drinking and- you can the, see things. like, no, like the bubbles are like, you know what I mean? The bubbles mm-hmm. are flowing through the straw around your eyes, but I kind of feel like we both pull off the shape of eyeglass too, mm-hmm. which I'm excited about. Um, Clearly this is, this is very Instagrammable. Actually, we should take a screenshot of this. I fucking love it. Oh, it's dead, but we'll take another one. <laughs> oh my God. Why is my phone so stupid? Okay. I guess it won't let me. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Fuck it. Mm-hmm. What? Oh, did you do it? Mm. Yeah, I did it. Oh my God. I just, you have to hold your breath for so long to get the like beverage to the top. We should write a review oh. about this. Excellent purchase. Must have strong cardio. <laughs> Must have strong lungs. Also, um, I just love the little added mustaches, but I will admit it took me a very long time to figure out how to make it like, I'm work. still not sure how you did that. I think maybe my head is just too big. And so it doesn't, I don't have that much like slack. You should have made this straw part a little bit longer. The part yeah, that goes into sure. your mouth. For yeah. sure. Oh, um, yeah. So tell me, oh, tell me other than, you know, drinking wine out of of glasses straws how's your week been Mads uh you know same shit different days what can I say living the dream living the dream um honestly it's just been a heavy ass week yeah here here sis (laughs) did I tell you about how I was literally driving on the 101 and I was coming back from Florin to core 
we're looking for sponsorship for decor. <laughs> no, really? but really, um, I was going back for decor and, um, I saw trash on the side of the freeway and I just broke down. Like I literally mm. was like on the phone with my mom and I was like, mommy, I hate everything. And there's garbage on the side of the road and we're all going to die. And it was like <laughs> awful. And I feel like that was the way my week went. Honestly, it's kind of like the realest thing ever, right? I feel like we're all just like one like centimeter away from a multitude of mental breakdowns. But I feel like that's just the case for like everyone at this moment. This pandemic is really taking it out of everyone. And we haven't actually had a break. Like it's almost like what hasn't happened, right? (laughs) Natural disasters. I'm not even gonna lie. I haven't even like looked at the pictures and media coverage of Ida because I'm like, no, can't do it. No, don't want to Um, protect your energy because it's like too much. You can't take on the problems of the world all at once. You know, I know, I know it's girl. I mean, but like, it kind of brings us back to like why we are doing this podcast. You know, it brings a little bit of lightness, I think, in a lot of the dark shit that's going on. Speaking of which, shall we get started on our basic bitch quickies, our BBQs? Absolutely. Yes. Um, okay. So for those who don't know, don't remember, or just need a refresher, this is where we do our basic bitch quickies or BBQs, where uh, we basically do a lightning rounds of our top headlines from the week and give sort of quick top of mind um, thoughts, uh, input, feedback, commentary, critiques, what, what have you, whatever kind of comes top of mind for us. Basically, um, it's the shit that didn't make it into a full episode. No, basically, that we want to make a full episode, but like we can't. So we have to time ourselves. It's it's a thing. It's a whole thing. We're chatting Kathy's over here. <laughs> so with that, um, shall I get started on these headlines? Yeah, let's fucking do it. Hit me. Okay. First one. And just like that, everything we know so far about the Sex and City revival. Okay. There's a lot of ways that we can go with this. Um, mm-hmm. I, I guess my, my general approach, or I guess thought thoughts about this is so excited Love, 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 love Sex and the City. Although I was watching it when I was probably far too young. That being said, very, very, very traumatized about Samantha not being in it. And also mm. if it's anything like the second Sex and the City movie, I will cry. Because I thought mm. that was just blasphemy. I mean, yeah, it's the the whole Aiden thing. Like, it's almost like they ran out of ideas and they're yeah. like, well, we'll get like money, like film subsidies if we film it in Dubai. So we're going to go film it over there. Um, it was so random. It felt it was so, so random. like, what? so random, but I'm very excited about this. I will say though, I tend to rewatch sex in the city as like a favorite pastime of mine. Like even when I'm working, I just love having it in the background. Um, I don't know if it's because of how society has evolved, but there is some out-of-pocket shit in that show. <laughs> like, and I'm kind of curious how they're gonna like go about some of the shit in this revival. What like what do you mean specifically? Because it's so funny. I I mean I watched Sex and the City, I've seen every episode, I don't even know how many times. Mm-hmm. Um, back when DVDs were a thing, I had that pink velvet like um DVD collector's box of it. Um, but I do the same thing with friends where it's just mm-hmm. my show that like, if I'm sitting anywhere in the house, like I need background noise. So I put on friends. It did not age well. Like Ross, half of his character is like screaming about how he's not gay. 
remember that episode where like he gets really upset that his child um plays with a doll instead of gi oh, yeah. joe or something like yeah. there's yeah. a lot of really like uh-huh. things that i'm just surprised that they haven't been canceled yet and i'm i mean I'm, i love friends so i'll fucking yeah. come for anybody that tries to cancel it but surprising, surprising. Yeah. I mean, like there are certain things that I feel like should have been canceled, but because of the cultural value, like nobody's doing it. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, sex in the city being one of them, like some of the stuff too, even like though it was very open about gay culture, some of the shit that was said in that show and some of this like harmful stereotypes that were played out, I like sit there and I'm like, what the fuck? And even some of like the woman shit too, like there's like some woman pettiness stereotypes that they play with. Um, I think Carrie, as I've gotten older, she now annoys the shit out of me like a lot. Um, even though I still love the show and I still watch it, there's just, let's just say it'll be interesting. I heard, I heard in some of the articles that like potentially they're going to be dealing with them getting divorced, Carrie and big. In the Oh, I saw that. I I'm going to, I'm going to go ahead and ignore that. And if you Mm. do that, Candace Bushnell or whoever you are, like I will be furious. I think Aiden will make a cameo because of course, but I will be really upset if that's what this is about. And and I think that that's just gonna like diminish the entire point of the series. If you ask me, that was like the whole point. Don't do that. Come on, be creative. Be creative. Okay, we went above three minutes. I was gonna say I was like I was like that was not two minutes, but I like it. (laughs) All right. Well, I figured we'd do three minutes now just because. Oh, three. Okay. We just, we talk too much shit. Like, (laughs) we got upgraded, guys. We got (laughs) fucking graded. Okay. Okay. All right. I'm taking off the glasses, by the way. I I kind of like like how they look now that I've removed it from the, from the drink. I had to like dry my straw off, but I'm kind so of- like, we'll leave it on just for the cutes, but like, I'm just going to yeah. actually drink my okay. drink like a normal person. Same, so. same, same. Okay. It was cool. actually like, I'm not a wine connoisseur or anything, but, or some, some, sommelier, sommelier, sommelier. Um, it, it was not doing this rosé any justice. So, okay. What is our next BBQ, man? Ooh, this one, I like, oh, you're going to love it. You're going to love it. Okay. So next one. Courtney's ex-boyfriend publicly exposed Scott Disick for dragging her PDA with Travis Barker and it got awkward. Wait, so I didn't like, I saw what he posted and was like, I'm not your bro or like, or whatever. Like I'm happy for her as long as she's happy. And by the way, I'm not your bro. I don't know if, was there something else that he said or Scott? So apparently Courtney and Travis are in Italy And there's lots of PDA and love in, as we all know, has been like very characteristic of these two's relationships since the beginning. Uh, And I guess Scott lost his damn mind um, because we all know he's not over Courtney in any way, shape or form. No, and he'll never be. And he proceeds to text Eunice, who, by the way, Scott Disick said mad shit about during the Keeping Up the Kardashians reunion um and like just publicly in general has like not been very nice to this dude so he decides to dm Eunice and tells him oh like what's up with this chick like has she lost her mind blah 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 here let me get like the actual text itself just because I was shocked that he you know, figured that he could like, oh, he said, yo, is this chick? Okay, bro. Like, what is this in the middle of Italy? 
like he texts that to a dude that he's been very publicly inflammatory with. Also, um, where else but in the middle of Italy are you gonna fucking do that? Like, also, what do you mean? Like, Scott, in the middle really of Italy, mean- yeah, you do. And Scott, you're with Amelia Hamlet. Like, get over yourself. Also, why are you talking to this dude when you clearly don't like him and you said mad shit? And that's why Eunice went public with it. And he was like, don't call me bro. And he's like, keep that same energy that you talked about me publicly, privately too. And I was like, damn. I I mean, good for him. I think I'm like a secret, um, what do they call Courtney and Scott? Soulmates? I don't know. No, no. Well, yes, I, I think that they're soulmates. And I think that like, no matter what he does to her, she's yeah. always going to have a soft spot friend, vice versa. Um, but with that said, like he, he needs to calm the fuck down. Like you're literally out here dating a, a child. Mm-hmm. When I, when I realized that like he is closer, I'm sorry, she is closer in age, Amelia, to his son than to him. I don't know what about that freaked me the fuck out. And I know that that's normal. My parents were 13 years apart. I know yours were as well, but like, Mm -hmm. that is weird. Yeah. I think that's very, very, very strange. Um, It's very common in Hollywood though, which is unfortunate. Like for example, Leonardo DiCaprio like loves himself a younger woman as we all know. Yeah. As long as they're not like a child, I'm okay with it, you know? Alina, where did you go? Sorry, I had to re- I had to plug my computer and I forgot to plug it in. Um, and we were dying. Okay. I feel like that's also over three minutes, but. Okay. At this point, like as long as we're, you know, <sighs> short okay. and sweet about it. Okay. Oh, good. So the next one, also I Kardashian mean- related, because as you know, we both are, I'm, I mean, I'm in love with the Kardashians. I, um, I pretend I fucking hate them, but I'm so addicted. I think the only thing I'm more addicted to is. Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Um, I literally went out and bought, wait, hold on, hold on. Sorry, before we get into this, I went out and I bought napkin rings. Um, I bought like just all of this shit for hosting because I've been watching and I'm just like, holy shit, how dare I give my friends like paper napkins? Like, how dare I? What an uncouth uncultured fucking swine am I that I think that that's okay so I mean and then after seeing the episode I I know you haven't watched it yet but of Kathy Hilton hosting man let me tell you let me tell you she is amazing and I love her and I also watched cooking with Paris as well and I was like well I have to do themes like I I gotta I gotta get a wedding uh planner so wedding an event planner in every time like anyway it's a whole thing um all right so back to the Kardashians and how you're obsessed with them <laughs> I'm obsessed with the housewives um let's let's do it what else are what else could we possibly say about the Kardashians there's a lot going on and I feel like a lot of this is also PR related too just because I know that yeah. they have new content signed on with Hulu but here we go. Kim Kardashian wore a wedding dress at Kanye West's latest album listening party to recreate their wedding weeks after he claimed that she's still in love with him. <clears throat> I I don't know if I think she's still in love with him. Like after she came out and said all that shit about how like Kanye needs to be with a woman who is all about Kanye and who has no interest in like themselves and blah blah and all these things. I don't know. I don't know if I think that she's still in love with him. What do you think? 
Um, you know, I think that there's a mutual respect there because, you know, P is the father of her children. And so Mm -hmm. maybe she's doing him a favor. Maybe they knew from a PR standpoint, this would get like a lot of headlines and traction for his like album release, which by the way, TikTok has been dragging his ass about. Um, yeah. Album. I'm not on TikTok. So I don't, there's one song I think that I liked. We listened to it the other night while we were making, um, stoop because you know it dropped below 85 degrees in LA (laughs) and I I'm not kidding I realized like we listened to four songs and I felt like they could have been the same song Mm. personally Mm. um I think he's a genius when it comes to actual music production but sometimes I feel like with like his lyrics and some of like what he does it's not all that great one of the things that I think you know TikTok kind of held on to and like there's a camp that thinks it's genius there's another camp that thinks that it's fucking creepy there's another camp that thinks that it's terrible um but so one of the songs is called Donda which is his mom's name yep um and there's a section in the song where it's like Donda Donda it's basically her name being repeated over and over again but like the theory is, and I don't know if this is true or not, that it's supposed to be replicating his mother's heartbeat before she died. And so there's a part that thinks that it's really creepy. There's a part that thinks that it's really cool from like a lyric, like a music production standpoint. There's a camp that's just like, what the fuck? Um, so I think that's actually kind of brilliant. It's art. It's art. Yeah. I think that's brilliant. Yeah. And you know me, I'm not very good with art. Like, I, you know, I don't understand mm-hmm. it. Um, I think, I actually think that that's beautiful. Yeah. I mean, I thought it was beautiful, but there are people who got creeped out by it. Um, I like it. Yeah. And so I, I personally think this is like all PR. Um, I don't necessarily think that they're getting back together again. Um, just because I feel like Kim is kind of like done with his ass. Um, I feel like Kim knows that her reputation will be affected. What that means, I don't know, but it will be affected. And I'm not sure it's positively if she goes back to him after everything she's come out and publicly said, and just like mm-hmm. the whole, the whole, like fucking not even ceremony, but like shenanigans around their divorce. Right. Like, what does that make her look like? Yeah. Um, and then the look, fact that he called her mom out and said that she was the one who planned the sex tape. And that, yeah, like, exactly. She was originally going to like abort her first child. Like, and the exactly. fact that you put that out publicly so that your first kid would like find out one day, like, bro. She probably knows what? now. <laughs> Northwest knows more than we do. Um, oh, but probably. yeah, I, I, I agree. I think that like they are the most amazing marketers. Like they're not celebrities. They're literally CM fucking O's Mm -hmm. of the world. Like, Oh, Mm -hmm. you're, you're chief marketing officer of like X big tech company or like whatever. No, no, I'm, I'm CMO of the fucking world. I literally like, I determine trends. I determine, you know, whatever. So they're marketing people and their PR people on that team. World-class. Amazing. A hundred percent. Amazing. So I agree. I think that that's all it is. I don't think that they're back together. I think it was again, brilliant from a marketing perspective. hundred percent. Um, okay. So we're done with our BBQs. Clearly we went way over than usual, but I feel like these topics were like way too important for us not to. Um, but on that note, Alina, what's the tea that we're spilling for this week's episode? Well, 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 as you know, I do my best to stay off of every form of social media because I don't need to add to my <laughs> list, list of uh, addictions and time wasters. However, 
I thought that it was a great idea or we thought that it was a great idea to talk about this OnlyFans policy disaster, chaos, maybe PR stunt, who knows? Um, I've been, you know, doing my best to follow it, but clearly I'm not as well-versed in business things as you are, Mad. So um, it's, it feels like it's been up, down. They changed their mind, did they? What does that mean? So what what's going on? I mean, I don't know who they thought they were with their sexual like content ban, like OnlyFans, like, are y'all okay? What the fuck? Like, clearly this is a prime <laughs> example of someone who doesn't know themselves. Check the pulse, check the pulse. <laughs> exactly. Are you alive? <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I, I was super confused by it too. And so I was a little bit late to the party. So with that said, like, like me for, or for our listeners who like me may not, or were not aware that only fans is not just a reference from a Beyonce song. Um, but it's actually like a, I guess a platform or a social media website and it's subscription based for content quote unquote, content creators to monetize their content. Um, And so let's just say, you know, I am an artist, right? I can post this or whatever it might be, or videos or our podcast. Um, And so, you know, we can get paid or get funding directly from our fans on, I think it's a monthly basis, right? And then you can like upgrade or whatever it is and pay like, oh, I want the uncensored version. Um, And so I, I guess that part was news to me because I thought that it was, really a platform for sex workers, but apparently that wasn't the intention. Yeah. And right? I, when you say sex workers, I think you mean accountants. What, what, what do you accountants? Okay. So clearly you're not on the TikToks. No, I'm not. I hate. <laughs> no. So the inside joke is that sex workers, they, they call themselves accountants to like hide their profession and make it seem like somewhat quote unquote acceptable to say it like in an over-censored world. Right. So like, there's like this joke, it's like, I'm an accountant. What do you do? I do what accountants do. It's like this whole thing on TikTok where people will utilize like that song um, to explain what it is that they do, which is accounting, AKA being a sex worker. So, you know, if a nosy Nancy comes around, it's like, what do you do? And they're badgering you. You just say, oh, I just, I'm an accountant. So it's like a, it's like a thing. It's like a, an inside joke. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. Well, okay. So this is a platform. It's primarily used by accountants. Are you happy? Mm-hmm. Um, yes. And again, they just monetize their content. And obviously the, the monetization goes directly to them. Well, apparently OnlyFans came out with a new policy on August 19th. Which is crazy. I feel like that's a lot more than like a couple of weeks ago. Um, but that they had a plan to bar sexually explicit content um, starting in October. Again, very confused for somebody who thought that it was explicitly for sexual content. So whatever. Then mm-hmm. they pulled like a a Yui and they came out. I think it was like a week later stating, you know, thank you everyone on the platform for making your voices heard. Um, we have secured assurances necessary to support our diverse creator community, diverse creator community, <laughs> um, and have suspended the planned October 1st policy change. Only fan stands for inclusion and we will con- is that that's actually amazing if you think about it. Um, they stand for inclusion and we will continue to provide a home for all creators. AKA we're about to lose our entire user base and realized how fucked we were and therefore needed to revert back on a policy that would have been the end of our business. Like you can't make this shit up. Like actually you can't make this shit up. 
how stupid do you think like the CEO or whoever had to like deliver the statement must have felt like, oh, JK, we realized, you know, what we're about to do. But I mean, the whole thing is crazy, but um, and I have a lot of questions. But the first one being like, why they know, right? They must know what the majority of their content creators are mm-hmm. doing with the platform. So why would they even propose this? Like, that just seems like a really poor idea. Yeah. I mean, if <laughs> I would assume that they have data and analytic folks, data scientists who are actually looking at their user base. Um, so I'm, I'm going to assume that they know I mean, they're it, operating. Sorry. If, if by data scientists or analysts, you mean like me and you. Me. Yeah. 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 I think they probably know. They're aware. Um, so apparently OnlyFans had come out and said that it was necessary for them to impose the ban in order to secure banking and payment services to be able to support their users. What is that? What? Like, I don't know. I actually, what does that even mean? Okay. So as you know, Pierre, my hubby, hashtag love him. Um, he Pierre is Bear. A, Pierre Bear. Pierre Pee nasty. Um, I need to like change him in my phone to pee nasty. I feel I think like he I, might be under that in mine. Is he? I, think I thought so. You, I thought you changed it to Pierre Bear because you saw it as Pierre Bear on my phone. It's one of the two. I'll check later. <laughs> Report back next week. Report back. Um, so he's really into financial systems. Um, and so he and I were talking about this the other day because for me, it seems really insane that, you know, payment providers like think Visa, MasterCard, banks in general that provide loans and such like that um, would hold a business and or innovation in general hostage due to some quote unquote, like moral ethical high ground, right? Um, So I personally see it as an abuse of powers of banks um, and sort of like a form of banking censorship, because really, if that if that were the case, if banks are saying, no, we're not going to, you know, give you money or give you loans or process your wire transfers or transactions so that you can pay your creators because of the content that you serve. I think that that's really fucked up. Um, but kind of going back to what the CEO said, the CEO, Tim Stokely, he um, blamed three banks. He said BNY Mellon, JP Morgan Chase, and I think the last one was Metro Bank. Um, and he basically said that they refused service because of the reputational risk. Um, and that BNY Mellon went so far as to flag and reject every wire transaction that involved OnlyFans, which affected their ability to pay their creators, which is really fucked up. So again, this, I feel like we can go in so many different directions here, but like you're saying that banks have the ability to just say, nope, OnlyFans flagged. Like it's the equivalent of, I don't know what else is like an illegal, like money laundering, right? Just for mm-hmm. example, right? You know, I used to work at one of these banks. Um, so I did a lot of <laughs> anti-money laundering um, trainings. But I guess my, my, my point being is like, they're almost kind of like categorizing OnlyFans in the same vein as say like a terrorist organization, right? Which are typically mm-hmm. like one of the major things that gets flagged, right? Um, that being said, so they're literally saying, nope, OnlyFans payment equals, you know, sex worker content, like not processing it. We're going to decline that charge or whatever it might be, blah, blah, blah. Um, like, are they allowed to pick and choose how they're 
you, I guess, consumer-based spend their money? Isn't that fucking crazy when you think about it? Like there are so many things that kind of control, um, our life in a sense, like you would never think from a spending perspective that we're controlled, right? Like being the crazy shoppers that we are, um, (laughs) bank, you never, ever, ever cut me off. (laughs) And you you choose not to. Yeah. So all of that is it's, it's wild to think that like our spending habits are in some way, shape or form controlled. So, um, I will say OnlyFans hasn't been the only website that's been affected by this issue. Um, And supposedly some of the arguments for this level of like banking censorship or like financial censorship um, is due to more like conservative ideology, if you will. And when I mean conservative ideology, like activism, it's, you know, like some of the right-wing folks who are very anti-porn, anti-sex workers, um, anti this stuff kind of being public and people being able to consume it. Um, so there's politicians in general, like one of the top consumers of like (laughs) escorts and stuff. Actually really funny. The SEC, which is a government organization, they were found to spend a good chunk of their time on pornographic sites. Um, they did a study about this recently. So I, yes, I, I do believe wholeheartedly that it's all a joke, but nonetheless, Um, there have been concerns around consent and child pornography, which of course is a very, very real concern. I Mm -hmm. 100% understand that. Um, so back in, I think it was December of 2020, uh, Pornhub was actually forced to, and Pornhub for those who may not know, but I'm sure most folks do know it is a accessible porn website, fun facts, um, And so basically they were forced to remove millions of user uploaded content because of an accusation that they were allowing content of non-consenting women and underage women. Um, And so Visa and MasterCard being two financial institutions as a result of that acquisition uh, accusation cut all ties with them. And so it basically changed Pornhub's model and they of course have to remove all content from profiles that aren't verified. And there's like more of like a consent form type situation that is being requested on the back end. I guess if you uh, sign up to be like a content creator on their um, site, but nonetheless, what I'm trying to say is, is like they get to pick and choose, right? Like what, which things they can um, cut financial help from or cut, and the thing is, like, there is no alternative to Visa and MasterCard. You know what I mean? Visa, MasterCard, Amex. Like, imagine. Discover. The- what do you mean? Just go to course. Discover. They have no Discover. fucking users. But could you imagine, like, there's also the situation with, like, marijuana, right? Some states have legalized it. Some have not. It's still considered a federal crime. A lot of, like, dispensaries and stuff can't use banks to this day. Like, unless you're in California, which because of the new laws and stuff, like, they Yet can they still always want cash. I don't know how I know that mom, but I know that. Yeah. They, they want cash or yeah, exactly. It's, it's because it's complicated. Um, our financial systems are still Uh, old and archaic and are upheld to like ethical and moral boundaries that I don't think make sense in our modern world, but it's kind of wild that there's nobody really curbing them. And so like you have this issue, once again, of financial censorship, what you can and can't like use your money for. Another good one is cryptos. So there was a point, I think a few years back where like banks were actually refusing um, to accept you like sending money over to crypto exchanges because they were like, 
they were like, we don't want to deal with that. It's like, yeah. it's my fucking money. Like I want to do with it what I want to do. Like you can't tell me what I can and can't do with my fucking money. Oh wait, hold but- on. Sorry. Not to stop you there, but I agree. I agree on that point. Like I want to do what the fuck I want to do with my own money. However, again, putting on my corporate hat, having worked at a large financial institution, I just feel like imagine opening yourself up to this like world of we don't know what the fuck happens in the crypto world, right? Or in the ether mm-hmm. of that. And God forbid, you know, somebody transfers their money over and then, you know, they don't have the framework or structure in place to support it. How many like douchebags would come back then and be like, hey, mainstream bank that, you know, doesn't necessarily deal with crypto on a day-to-day basis. Like you lost my money or my money was gone. And so now, you know what I mean? So again, just playing devil's yeah. advocate. I get it. But then also you have to think like, that's an issue of the exchanges that they entrust. Right. It's yeah. Like, yeah. No, no, I agree. But I just feel like that, that was also probably part of it. Right. It was like, what's the commercial decision here? Not necessarily the right decision. Well, I don't think it was a commercial. I think for them, banks think see cryptos as a threat, right. To their traditional probably model. A hundred percent. They see it as a threat to their traditional model. And that's why it's almost like, because they know it's like, they have, um, uh, an interest, a vested interest in preventing their users from accessing it. So that's where you have this like issue financial censorship of like, well, who's watching and guarding these banks and what they can and can't prevent us from purchasing, right? Um, like what else later down the line, like what other ethical or moral framework will be established that will then prevent me from spending my money where I want to spend it, right? What if one day they're like, oh, I'm, fuck if I know, I'm just making this up. You can't buy dog food because of the effects on the environment. And then it's like, well, then what do we do? Do not come dogs? for my dogs. You, you know, know what that. I mean? It's like, <laughs> I know this sounds like very silly and like very out there, but it's a real concern. I think for some people of like, well, this is kind of like an overreach of like, I worked hard for my fucking money. I have the right to do with it what I, what I want. You know, once I transfer it out of my bank account, it's my responsibility kind of thing. But it's like, don't prevent me from, Expending my hard-earned cash. That's what makes this world go around, especially in our lovely like capitalist society. Anyway, that's just my two cents. You really feel. Um, (laughs) Well, Maddie, I know that you you are a lover (laughs) of all things crypto. um, And I feel like you just love to stick it to the fucking man. Meanwhile, I'm Mm -hmm. like a little rule follower just because I don't understand it. You you know, like I don't know a lot of (laughs) things. And so I'm like, I just want to be able to afford Botox. And fucking event planners for my dinner parties where we're going to talk about Botox and Bravo, right? Um, You know, and like call it a day, like, you know, control me. Really, Mm -hmm. really, Visa, I would appreciate it if you cut me off a little bit more often than you do. No, I'm joking. I'm totally fucking around. Um, But with that said, you know, how do we solve this? Like, or rather, how did OnlyFans solve it? And what is, like, do you think that this is going to be something that we see more in the future? I know you just mm-hmm. kind of went on a, you know, you, you shared your thoughts about that, but like, is there anything that we as a consumer can do to stop my visa being from being cut off? So that's a great question. Um, and I think if you look at what happened with Pornhub, a lot of the narrative around that. I'm just was, laughing. We talk about porn a lot. <laughs> we do. We do. I <laughs> Clearly there's Sorry. a theme here on this podcast. <laughs> And I'm not like a consumer of porn. So, but anyway, okay, go ahead, go ahead. 
So with that being said, with Pornhub, the narrative was that, um, you know, it's all Pornhub's fault, like Visa MasterCard are kind of in the right, like, you know, it's all about the concern around non-consent and underage um, people that were being exposed on this platform. I get that. Um, but then when you see some of the rhetoric and dialogue around the issue with OnlyFans, it the narrative has shifted and the dialogue is more about financial censorship. Like you actually start to see those words being used of like, Hey, Visa, MasterCard, banks, what the fuck are you doing? Like, we're not in the 19th century anymore where you can tell me that porn is unethical. Like get the fuck out of here. Not everyone holds the same, like, you know, moral value of sexuality as, some of these people in power do. I think of them as like the old white farts. That's what I call them. Um, And so with that, I think just continuing to talk about it in light of like, hey, yeah, there may be like some concerns around like sexual content, like I said, with child pornography, with non-consent, all of that. But at the same time, there are actual solutions to those problems, right? Like creating consent forms, like ensuring that accounts are verified. Like there's a whole plethora of things that can be done on that front, but there needs to be a checks and balances with these banking institutions. And the fact that I think the media and people are now being like, um, if they're controlling what platforms can exist and what content can exist on platforms, like you're censoring my exposure to things in life and that's unacceptable. Mm -hmm. And so I think because of that, the narrative shifted. Um, And also because Tim Stokely came out and was like, he literally name called and called the shit out of these banks out. Like he was like, it's them, 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 them. And they've done X, Y, and Z. Um, And I think that was helpful, right? Because it pissed off a lot of people. And I think there's sensitivity to around being an accountant um, because our society is still, what's the word, kind of trying to balance out um, or figure out like how they view sexual work in our, in our world, if you will. Um, I'm gung-ho for it. I think it work is work. Sex work is the same thing in my mind. Um, but I think our society has still a long way to go with seeing that as a normal thing. So I think the rhetoric is changing. I think overall to prevent this from happening again, one of the interesting things that we could do to solve this problem is cryptos, right? Cryptos. Oh, you fucking love a crypto. I really do. But you also love a crypto. <laughs> but also we can also thank P Nasty for that one. He probably knows a mm-hmm. lot more than I do mm-hmm. when it comes to this stuff. But I do think that we need to get regulation moving and grooving so that like people can start to freely use it. Um, And crypto is the beautiful thing about it is that like you have it in like a hardware wallet or some kind of wallet, if you will, and it's yours and you can spend it as you want. You can do with it as you want. You can buy drugs on the dark web with it if you want. (laughs) Yeah. But like realistically, how many people are on the dark web? How many people can actually access the dark web? Wait, stop. Mark accessed it. Wait, seriously? Yeah, he did it in Hong Kong when we lived there one day. He was like, oh, I'm going to go explore the dark web. And I was like, I don't know what the dark web is because here I am. I literally go on like Gmail, Google News, Facebook, and like CB2.com, right? Like, I I, I don't know. I don't use the internet for what the internet can really offer me. But no, I think uh, it's very accessible. 
I don't oh, know. It is accessible, it. but like I've never done it. I've never had a desire to do it. But yeah, I know of some folks yeah. who like access it. I love how like I keep touching these glasses as if like they're actually they're real, glasses. right? We keep adjusting. Yeah. I'm like, um, oh my god, I look like such a brainy smart librarian. I fucking love it. I, I'm literally like, I am gonna go and buy myself a pair of sunglasses. Oh, not sunglasses, glasses that are like blue light and that are this like really round shape, like Harry Potter glasses. I never thought yeah. I could pull them off and I'm really loving them. Yeah. Um, so well, cute. okay. So cryptos are good. Yeah. You love them. Yeah. I mean, cause I mean, this is why I think so many, like I said, old white farts in government are, um, really opposed to it. Cause I've told you this before, but there's like a lot that's happening in the crypto space right now, in particular with the sec, which is the security exchange commission. Um, one of sort of the regulatory watchdogs within government. The problem is with the SEC is that they don't have any actual clarity around cryptos at all. And they're kind of keeping it that way so that they can go and start suing every little crypto company and every little thing out there so they can get as much money as possible. Um, and a lot of these people who are heads of these sort of crypto or financial institutions in our government um, are all tied to banks. Gary Gensler, the head of the CFTC, Janet Yellen, who used to be the head of the Federal Reserve, uh, Jerome Powell. Like, there's so many people in these government agencies who, once again, like once they leave these government agencies, they go back to the banking institutions. It's like a revolving door. So it's like they're going to oh, want to push yeah. forward policies that are going to benefit them instead of thinking about like what would make sense from you know an innovation standpoint, what would make sense for the population as a whole. Um, and there's like a lot of fear around it and people just don't like change and don't like looking at it and don't want to regulate it or try to create some sort of framework of what's good, what's bad, what like, you know. Um, so anyway, so they hate crypto because cryptos are the one thing that can actually help fix this major issue of financial censorship. But once again, my two cents, I am not like a massive expert. Pierre would be the person that we should get on the podcast to talk about it. But maybe that's one just day we'll, may, maybe we'll do an episode on crypto. Cause you know, I'm fearful of it. I don't understand it. What the fuck is mining crypto? Why is it a thing? Like, I don't get it. So I, I let, let's get P nasty on. And then maybe mm -hmm. we'll also bring Mark on as well. Um, because he can kind of provide that less technical, but just as enthusiastic. Like, you know, your yeah. husband wanted to invest in come rocket, right? Like I just, I want, that's you my to know point. That. So I'm saying, <laughs> we're going to bring in Pierre who actually knows what's going on. And then Mark, who is like, I would say the beauty, right? Like Mark is like, he, he's, he's that one who was like, Oh, come rocket. That's funny. Let me go fucking funnel you know, $10,000 into it. Except the fact that like it went up a thousand percent after he talked about investing in it. So if he had actually put 10,000 in just y'all, my bathroom really would have been paid. I wouldn't be sitting here inhaling open sewer lines in my demoed bathroom that my damn insurance company wouldn't pay for. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's, yeah, this is like the third time he's like, <laughs> oh, yes, you to, to, you know, he, he wanted to invest in, um, what's the major one Bitcoin, Bitcoin. when it was like $12,000 a coin yeah. or something. And he was like, just <laughs> let me buy one. And I was like, I like played dumb. I was like, no, I don't understand it. Or I don't know what my 
banking, online banking password is. I can't help you get access. And like, like six months later, it was worth what, like 30,000 or something like that. I think we're at 50,000 right now. All right. Anyway, guys, I am going to be a sucker. That's why I'm over here (laughs) asking bonobos, fucking, you know, all of these. um, Anyway, this is why I'm like sponsorships. No, I'm joking. 50,171.17. Just letting you know. (laughs) Anyway, anyway, with that said, I think we have time for like one more hard hitting question. Okay. And this is a goodie. This is... (laughs) Would you ever do an OnlyFans and or under what circumstances do you think that you would be open to it? Mm, that's a good question. Um, well, I am, I mean, it depends. Would I be opening it as an accountant or are you just like giving me like full freedom to pick what I would do? Oh, I mean it as an accountant. I don't mean it. <laughs> Come on. Nobody goes on OnlyFans to fucking buy, uh, you know, like a video of you talking to them. Stop about- it. <laughs> Sorry, it's um, the truth. You know, there's like so many kinks out there. I'm sure I could find like men who are into the degradation thing. I think that'd be kind of cool. It's probably what I would do it under, like degrading the shit out of people because then I wouldn't feel dirty. I would make them feel dirty. <laughs> Interesting. I feel like it's a good way to get your, like your anger out. Yeah. Like, fuck you, you stupid piece of shit. Oh my Mm -hmm. God. Oh, that felt good. Yeah. Right. Oh my God. Is this our, is this our niche? Sorry guys. This is the last ever episode of the beauty and the brain. We're taking our talents to OnlyFans. Um, can we talk about your um, husband's desire for an OnlyFans? Like we actually need to talk about this, about like his whole business plan. Cause we've gone over this several times drunkenly. Junkenly, he oh, and and sober, yeah. soberly as well. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, wait, hold on, it's not just drunken thing. Yeah, so to answer the question, I don't think I would ever have the the balls to be completely frank, like to put myself on OnlyFans. Um, with that said, although I was called voluptuous the other day, and I was very confused by that. Com- it was by Paul, so you know, Paul, yeah. love you, but Take we also know that like women, <laughs> women are not exactly your, your area of expertise. Um, but anyway, I don't think I would have the nerve. However, like, I feel like most girls would probably be a little bit weirded out by the idea of their husband. So, um, for those of you who don't know my husband, he has a fat ass. Like there is literally no other way to describe him other than thick T H I C. Hold on. Hold on. But like, I have to explain to people how you actually introduced your husband to me the first ever time we all went out in San Francisco to chubby noodle. (gasps) Love a good fucking duck in my drink. Oh yeah. I mean, we all got really fucked up. Um, chubby noodles is placed in San Francisco for viewers who don't know. It's like a brunch spot, but it's like Chinese brunch spot, like Asian cuisine brunch spot. And this is the first time I'm going out with Alina and her husband and like a whole slew of people from where we worked at, at the time. And I had never met her husband before. We're all drinking at a table and she's like, Maddie, Maddie, come over here. And I was like, what? She was like, this is Mark. Mark, turn around, turn around, turn around. Show her your ass. Mark, show her your ass. Mark, show her your ass. Mark turns around and I was like, I didn't even get two seconds with the man's face, but I got like a full, probably 60 seconds of his ass in my face. 
I mean, it's like, it's like a national treasure, that thing. Are you it kidding is. me? If I had mm-hmm. an S like that, you better believe my new, my LinkedIn would say accountant. Like, mm-hmm. but unfortunately, <laughs> the powers that be are like, oh, you know, not, maybe not. Um, but with that said, so he has had this idea that, you know, he could be an OnlyFans star. And I think and he would be a very, very popular one. I am so supportive. Did I ever tell you about how when we went home to New York, we went out to um, to a gay bar and I did market research. I literally did what I did that day at brunch. And I was like, <laughs> Mark, turn around. And I just hoard him out to the entire bar. And I was like, would you subscribe? And let me just nice. tell you that they were like, what's his handle? Like it wasn't even, a, it wasn't even like, oh, I would, if you did, but it was literally like, what's his handle? I'll do it right now. So I told him, I was like, dude, we have a bathroom that needs to be remodeled, not remodeled, but like reconstructed. Cause again, we're just sitting here inhaling the open sewer line for the last six weeks. And, you know, Liberty Mutual, thank yeah. you for not doing your job and paying out the claim so we can do this. But, um, like, I'm like, I feel like it could actually be game changing for us. And so I am so supportive of it. I, I even told him like, what if you, you know, ask somebody else to, to kind of manage the content. So mm-hmm. you're a little bit more far removed from it. Like I'm pushing him. I'm like, get this one to manage it, get that one to manage it, blah, 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 blah. blah. And I, he won't pull the trigger, but I, I really need him to. Cause like, I don't know, man, Bonobos hasn't contacted us to sponsor us just yet. So not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Um, I mean, yeah, I've said, I mean, you've taken some pretty great photos too, which I think would, you know, cater to his anonymity requirements, but like prime photos of his ass. Like I've never, ever been so threatened by someone who <laughs> has such an amazing ass, because as you know, I'm typically the one with the fattest ass you amongst like our ass. crew of folks. And so like Mark is, like, I think he's beating me out in that category, like a hundred percent. He has like, his ass is like a C. He has a C. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, like a, you could park like a, a shelf. Fucking, it's a shelf. Yeah. You could park a drink there, go chat with someone, come back. It's still there. You know, like, <laughs> I know I hate him so much. I always tell him, I'm like, you know, if we ever, ever have a child, um, I'm like, I, and it's a girl, I pray that she has your build. Cause I have no boobs. Not that he has boobs, but like, you know, I'm like, I'm like, I just, she better have an ass or she's not going to have a boob. Right. So I really, I pray for her. I really do pray for her. Please pray to the ass gods, please. Gods <laughs> give, give her Mark's jeans or his, or give her his ass jeans, please. Oh please. gosh. Yeah. But yeah, I, I, I think like for me personally, I don't think I would, I, and I don't think it, there's anything wrong with it. I actually think it's amazing when women have the balls to do it. Like, fuck, mm-hmm. if I, if I looked that good, hell yeah, I'd do it. Um, I don't. And, and so I guess like my point for share or, you know, for being okay with Mark doing it is Cause I think, Hey, like whatever, man, if you're not putting yourself in danger, theoretically. Right. Yeah. Whatever. So if like, somebody enjoys monetize it. on the beauty of like your young, yeah. thick body now before it deteriorates, That's before you lose sense. your collagen or you lose that, that thing. Collagen falls. <laughs> yeah. Wait, hold on. That being said, I just realized something. If I ever could afford a BBL, which Brazilian butt lift, hell yes, I would do it. Are you kidding me? I would do it. I know the doctor I would do it. With. I'm not, you know, I would do it. His name is Dr. Jung. 
he is in, I think Houston, I've done research. I would do it so quickly, but I don't even want to know how much money there, but where I'm going with this is if I could afford a BBL, I would a hundred percent start an OnlyFans. I just don't have the confidence in myself right now. Maybe like 95%, but like whatever. I don't think Mark would care. Yeah. I mean, I feel like if Mark could make like millions or hundreds of thousands, we'll we'll say that. (laughs) Yeah. If if, if our bathroom would come back to life, I think he'd be okay with it. Really. I don't even think it would take millions at this point, but do you think Pierre would be okay with you doing it? Well, once again, it just depends on what kind of content that I'd be doing. If it were the degradation shit, I like, don't think he would care, but if it were like me showing my ass, um, I think he would be very concerned just because he's like very possessive of my ass. I was going to say, I feel like Pierre's pretty jealous. Like he could be jealous if he needed to be. He's very secure in a lot of ways. Like supposedly I'm flirtatious. I like, we've talked about this in a previous episode. I don't necessarily think so, but um, he's like, okay with it. Cause he's like, well, at least you get what you want when you're doing it. Um, but if it were my ass, I think he would have a problem with like sharing me nude wise. Interesting. Interesting. But like my mom always makes this joke because like, I never really wore like super short shit before I, Oh my God. I've been dressing like a skank since I could walk. (laughs) I also grew up in a very conservative household, as you know. So like I couldn't, um, and so, because in my mom's mind, now that I'm married, it's not her responsibility anymore. Uh, I can do whatever I want. It's very fucked up, but it just is the way that it is. So like, I wear, you wear some scandalous shit. I'm thinking of that one romper. It is low cut. It is short. I'm pretty sure I've seen your asshole before, but in that in that round, I've had your asshole. Okay, you've probably seen my asshole just because you know I, I walk around as little. I've seen quite a bit. Yes, I don't think I've seen your asshole though, but I have no. seen you full. Fo- but you've also seen me naked because, like, I change in front of you all. Yeah, the time I, know, too, I know, I know, so. I know. That's probably but, how I've actually seen it, but yeah. Um, but yeah. That's... I don't think he would care about all that, but he, yeah. But so my mom, she, whenever she, because before I used to wear scandalous shit, but like behind closed doors, like in college, like where she wouldn't see. And now I'm just like openly, I don't care who sees me. Yeah. Um, and she will be like, oh, he let you out of the house like that. And I'm just like, Pierre doesn't care. He's actually the one who like, is like, oh, can you like wear your shorts? And he will ask me to wear the shorter ones versus the, long, versus yeah. the longer ones um so he doesn't care no I, I I feel that okay so basically what we've learned is I have to get a BBL we need to get enough sponsors that I can get a BBL <laughs> you we're also going to find the niche of degradation oh yeah the degradation only fans mm-hmm. and um we'll, we'll take it, it from there we may be moving our talents TBD or or you know me and Mark join forces and I'm okay do- with this and ass only only fans and we cater to both male and female audiences wait you know that's the point of this yeah for for the record mark would not show his face on only fans <laughs> which is why i think i'm okay with it oh I, I i don't i don't think i need everybody knowing what the whole package looks like but um care about that you wouldn't want people to see mark's face no i don't mean it like that i just mean like there needs to be a little bit of an anonymity right so fair enough with that said I'm your manager. Pierre's the agent. And we're I feel good. like you need to be the agent. I'm the agent. Pierre's the manager. He's the money guy. He's the money guy. I'm the like 
I'll whore you two out like a motherfucker. I love it. I pay for I this damn like bathroom. So you would do it so well too. Like whore me out just the, like in the perfect of ways, you know? She will not. I don't know. <laughs> I was trying to think of an example of, you know, what you wouldn't do. And then I was like, no, I would definitely whore you out for it all. So, yeah. <laughs> well, well, TBD, I'm going to do some research on this this weekend, long weekend. Um, oh God. But with that okay. said, I feel like we're at time. It. I think we're uh, out of time. This was fantastic. I had so uh. much fun. I'm probably going to wear these glasses out tonight. Um, but. <laughs> you're going to be like, what the uh, fuck is wrong with you? You're like, leave me alone. And I'm going to be just like. Oh, oh my God. There was still wine in that. Oh, that. Sorry. No, that was actually. Because <laughs> it got oh, warm it... behind your ear, oh. didn't it? Oh. <laughs> Oh, and it tasted like plastic. That was not great. Okay. But there you have it. Maddie and I are going to go and continue to drink out of our wine glass glasses things. Um, So there you have it. Thank you so much for joining us on the beauty in the brain. Be sure to join us next week for our next spin on intellectualizing our basic bitch interests. Be sure to join us and don't forget to like and subscribe so you never miss an episode. Tweet us at the beauty and brain and follow us at the beauty and brain podcast on Instagram. Give us feedback. Tell us what you love, what you don't love. Let us know what topics you'd like for us to cover and we'll talk to you all later. Bye.